Hello, 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 and hello. And thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This is episode 11, believe it or Woo-hoo. not, 11, and today we're talking <clears throat> about Shaft. Um, you damn right. That's right. We're going to have all kinds of fun references to the movie. I think Corny might even break out his uh, iced tea impersonation because that's the only person he can do. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So tonight, uh, I'm Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Chad Stanchion to the face, Evans. Oh. I like it. Yeah. I, I always seem to find that one thing that's to the face, and you know, I'm, I'm to the face. Maybe I'm violent in nature. I don't know. Uh, Cornelius, <clears throat> just a Chad, apparently. Well, just, just a Chad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Corn- nothing against you, Chad. Really. Uh, Corn- <laughs> yeah, right. Cornelius, except for that uh, stanchion. Except for the stanchion to your face. Yeah. Uh, Cornelius, shut your mouth, Logan. Mm-hmm. And I even typed yo as in y o. So I think yeah, you appreciate it. Well. Yeah. And and Sam. Uh, he gets the busted seatbelt vector. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's pull up a comfy chair and dive in. Okay, well, this is uh, 2000's Shaft. And before we get too much uh, farther into this, I, I actually have a, a surprise for the listening audience and for the other three that are on who have no idea what's about to happen. Uh, just so happens that the schedule's worked out that Catherine, our nice voice lady, is physically standing here with me in the studio and she's going to oh, do a live yeah. reading of the intro. So, Catherine. Woo-hoo. Hello. Uh, Hello, Catherine. Unfortunately, Good day. Unfortunately, I don't, I don't have another set of headphones, so she can't hear anything that's happening right now. So she's just going to oh, talk. Oh, really? Yeah. So don't Crikey. Be, don't be mean. Uh, it, Catherine, will you? I know you, you all. Be very nice. So, Ed, uh, Catherine, will, will you please uh, shaft? New York City police detective John Shaft, nephew of the original 1970s detective, goes on a personal mission to make sure the son of a real estate tycoon is brought to justice after a racially motivated murder. No offense, Corny. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yes. This is going to be the best podcast ever. Nice. So, thank you, Catherine. As she wins it. She wins it already. She, she wins the podcast. Nice. Um, well, there you go. So, so 2000's uh, Shaft. Um, uh, this movie, I own this movie on DVD. I, I think I mentioned that the same earlier this week, and he couldn't believe it. Uh, but, yes, I, I do. You are really the whitest man I know. Right. So. Well, it was... It was during the early 2000s, and I was, it was when DVDs had just really become a thing, and I was just buying everything I could find. I mean, um, if it had action and people getting shot and punched in the face, I bought it. I have almost every one of Jackie Chan's American-type-ish films, not a lot of his early Hong Kong stuff. But anyway, um, so I don't know why it made me think about this earlier today. Uh, and this is, a, this is a tangent. We're already getting into the tangent oh, Lord. early in the episode. But this movie came out in 2000, and I remember, and I was thinking to myself, <clears throat> other than the fact that, holy crap, that was 14 years ago, but <laughs> of the four of us, three of us, Chad Corny and I, we're all the same age. We're all 31, Chad now 32, but, but we're all, basically, we're all born the same year, and I'm literally only a few hours older than Corny, and then Sam, I think you're only, what, three or four years older than us? Yeah. So... I remembered thinking back in middle school and high school that the year 2000 was this crazy futuristic thing that would never actually happen. And then the day that we actually did happen, the world would change forever. And um, we would be flying in cars like 
Back to the Future suggested, and we would have uh, all this crazy stuff. And and, in, and instead of that crazy stuff, we get movies like Shaft. So <laughs> I I don't know why it made me think about that. It just it, I don't know. I looked at the year two thousand for the for this movie, and I thought, wow, that was that was fourteen years ago. I mean, the three of us were starting college, and so anyway, there you go. There's that random tangent I wanted to talk about. So there's the show. So if we do this at the beginning of every episode. First impressions, not first impressions, but I want your first impressions. When was the last time you saw it? I don't mean today. I mean, when was the last time you watched it, if you've ever even seen it? So, Corny, I know you've seen it, so go. Uh, I think the last time that I watched this movie was about, let's see, uh, it's March now, so uh, first or second week of January. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so just a few months ago. Wow. Yes. Just, I, I'm partially you, ashamed, but did you not just really. Get a, did you get a craving for it, or you just saw it on Netflix and said, I, I need some uh, racist <laughs> cop movie, or what? I needed to laugh, and I needed to hear Samuel Jackson swear and beat people, so... Uh, it, it, uh, and you chose this movie? Yeah, you could have okay. watched Die Hard 3, again, where he plays a racist guy and beats people up, but yeah, it's fine. This this one he uh, just uh, or Pulp Fiction where he kind of plays or Pulp Fiction for that matter. Yeah. Oh, this is, those are a little bit more uh, not as Samuel L. Jacksony as this one. Sure, that's true. I mean, this is the quintessential Samuel Jackson. The movie should just been called Samuel and, Jackson. Yeah. It should not have been called. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, Chad. Well, I think my initial impression. Oh, there it is. Start with. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hold on, Chad. Do it, Chad. Oh, yeah. This is my ringtone for you, Corny, by the way. Just want you to know. <laughs> Not really, but it would be really funny if it was. What were you going to say? Chad, what were you going to say before You Corny totally was... interrupted poor Chad. I know, right? Let me, let me start over. Hold on, Chad. <laughs> Again, seriously? Again, yeah. Skype basically dumps you whenever the uh, whenever Corny dumps that in there because the bandwidth has to shrink. Corny, you're cut off, or I'm going to hang up on you. What? I love it like he's I love it like he's saying that it's Corny. It's actually me. Oh, you're doing it. I just assumed it was Corny. Chad. Okay, I'll stop doing it. Thank you. No wonder it was squeezing your bandwidth. It was your computer. Lame. Yeah, well, you're just I'm, mad because I some... had a had a stanchion to the face as your middle name. Yeah, well, I'd do something. So anyway, I thought I, I thought it was really fun. I thought it was like a really I don't know. I guess funky would be a really good word to do, use it, but not in the not in the 1970s type funky. I think right. it was. I, I really thought that a lot of it was really just like you know, good cop, bad cop you know, detective private eye type film. I mean, there really wasn't anything that really jumped out at me that wasn't Samuel L. Jackson being Samuel L. Jackson. So, I mean, I didn't see anything that was, or I didn't, I didn't, this wasn't a movie that jumped out at me that I said, I have to see this again. All right. Fair enough. Um, well, okay. And, and of course, uh, Sam, well, I, you know, I, I went into the movie expecting the worst. I, I've not been a fan of these types of movies. And uh, I'm not really a fan of Samuel L. Jackson, believe it or not. Um, just because he's your damn mouth. Right? <laughs> he's, he's, he's a generally a one-note character. 
um, in, in everything angry. he plays. You know, he plays the, the angry black man, and and I was worried that's what this whole thing was going to be, and a lot of it was. But believe it or not, I kind of enjoyed this movie. Yes, uh, yeah, it's it's not going to be at the top of my list, but it at least kept my attention. Had uh, had me laughing out loud a few times, um, and I loved the music going through it, mm-hmm. harkening back to the old Shaft, and uh, and it, it was just kind of a fun little movie. You got to take it as that, you know. There, there's nothing deeper than than what they're trying to show you here. You know, it's it's a. I didn't even know it was a cop movie to tell you guys the truth. This is the first time I've seen it was today. <laughs> okay, and, sure. I, I didn't know what to expect, really. I just figured it was, you know, Samuel L. Jackson screaming at people, which it kind of worked. right. <laughs> I guess, right? But um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was very silly at times. And uh, it was fun to see. Um, it was, I don't know how to explain it. It was just kind of fun to see that world. You don't get to see that world of, of you know, to, to put it in, in a weird term, but the, the, was it the black... Was it black exploitation? Thank you, Corny. Black exploitation films, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I really never saw them. You know, they were what big in the seventies around, yeah. you know, around oh, that yeah. time, and this kind of harkened back to it without being completely over the top, and uh, I kind of liked it. Well, good. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, okay. Uh, in mine, uh, my um, I guess kind of initial impression was obviously I liked it because I bought the the damn thing. <laughs> Um, but I, it was funny when, when I bought it years ago, I liked it because it was just a fun cop movie and I like fun cop movies, even bad cop movies. I like, I mean, I like those, especially in the eighties and nineties. I mean, 2000, we're still in the nineties. Let me just face it. It's still the end of the nineties. Uh, that, that happens, you know, 82 was still part of the seventies and 92 is still part of the eighties. We're still kind of brushing that stuff off. And it was very still very 90s this movie had a very 90s feel to it it looked 90s um if you would have told me that this movie was made in 96 i would have believed you Mm -hmm. um but i like those movies those movies are fun this isn't a buddy cop it's just it's just a cop movie Mm -hmm. and it has almost every cop trope you can think of and we're gonna name (laughs) Mm -hmm. a few of them uh which is our job here uh, but yeah, I, I like the movie. It's fun. But I will say this: Sean of 2000 liked this movie way more than Sean of 2014. <laughs> um, the moments that I'm supposed to laugh at, I thought were great, and then there were other moments that I found myself just squirming in my chair, going, "Holy cow! I did not know that this movie was as racist as it is." I mean, <laughs> yeah, everyone yeah. in this movie is racist. Yes. I think literally the only person that isn't racist in this movie is Vanessa Williams. Uh, I mean, she's the <laughs> only probably one. Probably because she isn't there long enough to, to be one. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, she's she's in narcotics the entire movie, so she grew up. She, she's been a cop in this in this world this entire time. She's, like a screen time, screen time. I understand what I'm, what I'm saying is her character has plenty of opportunity to be racist, and she's the only one that isn't. Um, and, and for all intents and purposes... She's the best cop. She's the, yeah. the only real good cop in this movie. <laughs> so when you're Samuel L. Jackson, do you really need to be a cop? No, you're right. I mean, and apparently the, not. And according the, to this, and the point of this movie is to get to how he becomes the private eye that the, the show and the movies, other movies, actually are. 
Uh, the original, I'm not going to get too much into trivia now, but we will later, but the original script actually had him as the son of John Shaft, and and dude, what played Shaft was going to be Shaft. Uh, but a lot of people said that's a really bad idea. Uh, and yeah. I don't know if that would have worked or not. I think it's better that it's this this way. I don't know. If I'll I be honest with you. Uh, or Sorry, go ahead. No, please. Well, to be honest with you, it wouldn't have. Uh, Richard Roundtree of the 70s, well, granted he's you know, obviously uh, a little older. Um, he's actually only a little bit older than Samuel Jackson in real life. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah, he's like uh, six years older. Yeah, something weird like that. But in all honesty, it wouldn't have worked because that shaft wasn't actually as badass as this one. Um, oh really? No, um, that one. He was a cool guy, but he he didn't do what this guy did. He you know he did things. Uh, he he did whatever it took to get the job done, but it wasn't in the sense of I will beat the crap out of this kid on the street yeah. just to get him to leave somebody else alone. You know, he he didn't really do that, uh, but he did do some. You know, it would have been interesting, but I don't think it would have been a good movie. So I kind of agree with that. Fair enough. No, that's good. Um, so I will say this. We're going to talk about this later in our top three, uh, but I think one of the best buddy cop films he did was in the five and a half minutes that he was in the other guys. Just saying. Oh, the Rock. Yeah, like, that movie's hilarious. Anyway, uh, didn't want to just throwing that out. So, so this movie, um, the first show note I have is that it's racist. That's my first <laughs> show note. I literally wrote in all caps, racist. And I don't want to spend too and much. And that's of it. the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, thanks, I, I thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. um, before that, though, I think there was an even. I had a note even before something like that would happen. Okay. Uh, Sean, um, the opening credits. The sex, yeah. The sex scene. The sex scene. Mm-hmm. I I for a second I was like, is Shaft a black Bond film? Sure. Is you know is that's this a double O seven in the hood? I. I I couldn't. Seven in the hood. Oh my god! I would pay to watch that movie. Oh my gosh! If if we had different names for episodes, I would name this episode that. Yeah. Oh my gosh! That is brilliant, Sam. Thank you. You're welcome. But I, I, because I was going into this completely blind, I had no idea what was going on. And was it? I. There, I was. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it. it. There were boobies on my computer screen in inappropriate <laughs> times during the day. Let's just say that. <laughs> I, I guess maybe Corny and I should have warned you that this is a, a not safe for work kind of film. Yeah, especially yeah. make sure you have your headphones on for this type of movie. Oh yeah, so, yeah, they were in very so, early. So I just want to go ahead and throw this piece, piece of trivia out there because we'll get there uh, in a second. The <laughs> f bomb was dropped. All right. Sam, did you read the trivia? No, no, I haven't. Corny, did you read the trivia? I, I actually, I did. You did? Okay, so you can't answer this. Chad, you usually don't, right? I usually don't. I do this, uh, you know, El Natural. That's fine. Yeah, just let it hang out there, uh, you know. Like yeah. shit. Commando. How many times do you think it? the word the F-bomb was used in this movie? I want an actual number. How many minutes long was it? No, no, how many times was the F-bomb? No, no, how many minutes long was the movie? 99. I think. 100. So maybe 50? Maybe half of that? Yeah, 99 minutes movie. So you say 50. Chad, what do you say? So every once every two I'm going to say about 75. 75. Corny, before you looked at the, the number, would you have guessed it as high as it is? Uh, actually, I, my initial guess was about 30 under. Yeah, it's 165 times. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. So it's a 99 
minute film and it's 160? Yeah. Holy cow. I have written in my notes, like, if you were to just just to dissect all the words in this, the majority of the words would be cuss words. Right. So if you were to make this, like, a rated PG movie, half the film would be the beeps, the beeping sound. Right. Yeah, this movie didn't work very well on TNT in the afternoon. Just saying. <laughs> no. Uh, and there's this weird thing about movies in the 90s and early 2000s, against kind of part of the 90s, that were really, really sweary. You guys kind of ever think about that? That although look at look at the Scorsese films recently. Well, yeah, um, but even like The Departed, I yeah. bet you it's probably not even a third of 165. I mean, that probably only has. Yeah. Now, they use, but it still uh, has a punch. Yeah. yeah, they use a lot of f bombs. But I think for some reason, to me, I don't know why, but I always think of, when I think of movies from the 90s and early 2000s that they're all dark and gritty. Not all, but you know what I'm saying. These types, this genre, the action mm-hmm. genre, is this dark and gritty. And everyone swears like freaking crazy. And everyone smokes. Everyone smokes. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, if you're not smoking cigarettes, you're smoking cigars. Um, and Especially if you're a bad guy. Right. Yeah, it. bad guys definitely smoke cigarettes. Definitely. And then usually heroes smoke cigars. Hannibal Lecter. Not Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal. Wow. Uh, A-Team. Uh, Hannibal. What's his last Hannibal. name? Hannibal. Just Hannibal. Yeah. He smokes cigars. John, John H. Hannibal or John yeah, John. Hannibal. Yeah, that's what his name is. Yeah. John. So he... Uh, he smokes cigars. Anyway, not Hannibal Lecter. You know, he might smoke a cigar after he eats your face off. I don't know. Um, no, he's too. Uh, he's it went well with the. Uh, what was it? Never mind. Yeah. So it went. Yeah, it went well with your face. Uh, so. So this movie. So basically, the, the, I'm gonna sum up this movie real quick, and then we'll kind of dive into the notes and some tropes because there's a lot of tropes to get into, and there's some actually good trivia. Basically, the concept of this movie is is that Batman Christian Bale beats up. Um, dude from ER. What's his name? Makai Pfeiffer. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he hits him in the face with a stanchion and, and doesn't kill him yet, but eventually does die. And I didn't look at any of the actors in this movie. I can't think of her name. What's the name of the, the girl? Um, her name oh. is Tony Collette. Yeah. Witnesses the, the murder, the, the attack. Shaft comes in. He's, he, he kind of immediately eyes uh, Bale as the bad guy, takes him off to jail. He gets off on bail. He skips the country um, for two years. He comes back. Shaft finds him. He's going to take him to jail. He's not going to get it on bail this time. The commissioner from Batman, from the first Batman trilogy, for, uh, the, the four movies, how about that? Two Batman connections in this movie. Never would have guessed that, huh? Anyway. The guy with the judge wasn't the, the commissioner Gordon in the first four Batmans. Anyway, he says he can go off on bail because he sincerely seems like earnest that he's going to do right by the punishment that this court gives. Which was, Really? How are you a judge? So anyway, and then he, for some reason, decides to hire... Um, uh-oh. Can, can you guys hear me? <laughs> Am I... Am I talking by myself now? Okay, what's happening? Yeah. Okay, this is great right now. I can no hear me. Uh, yeah, I can hear you. I'm sir. back. And I can hear Corny. Chad, are you there? Yeah. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can we all hear each other? Yeah. Okay, Corny just posted that a message saying that he couldn't hear. So are we good? I well, yeah, actually, I'd, I'd, lost, I'd lost all your audio for about, yeah, a about two to ten minutes. seconds. Yeah, yeah, me too. Oh. I was fidgeting with my, my earphone. I thought it was on my side, but apparently it wasn't. Oh, well, geez. 
Um, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I don't know. Okay, well, so you just you just talked for about twenty seconds and we didn't hear you. Well, so. you didn't hear me, but the recording did, so that's all that matters. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, that's right. Again, so we hear uh, cheap seat reviews. Let's keep it real. Yeah, cheap yeah. seat reviews. So anyway, basically, he uh, what's his name? Christian Bale has to go to um, what's his name? Jeffrey Wright. Uh, peoples. Peoples. Because he takes care of his peoples. His peoples. <laughs> and he needs to find Colette because she's the the witness, and then people get shot, and then Shaft kills the bad guy. That's the end of the movie. And along the way, there's a lot of F-bombs and a lot of racist comments. And uh, I, I never th- knew that cornbread was a was a, a derogatory comment until I watched this movie. Uh, makes me kind of feel bad for it. Well, they called, he called him cornbread, uh, the, the white dude. What's his face? The white cop called the other guy cornbread, and Sam Jackson was like, what's with you and this cornbread stuff? And I, all I could think of is, no, wait a minute. You got a problem with him being racist, but you are the most racist dude in this movie. Because it's John Shaft. Yeah, well, I know, you know, right? So, he didn't do it. Um, I just thought that was funny. It's that, that old, I don't want to get into this kind of t- conversation that it's, it's okay for, you know, it's okay for certain people to say certain words and not for other people. It's not what the podcast is about, believe me. I just think it was funny that white dude can't say cornbread, but other guy can say whatever he wants. Again, not what this podcast is about, just stating that's what happened in the movie. Don't send your hate <laughs> mail. And don't call the NAACP on me. So, Nerf herder. Right. <laughs> only we can use that word. Only we can use that word. Hey, hey, I got a fun idea. Yeah, Every time we want to use the uh <laughs> use that word, let's just say nerf herder. Nerf herder, yeah. So nice. I like that. So we have to say nerf herder hundred and sixty five times in this podcast. <laughs> let's not do that. We would all no. be sick of it. Though it's a fun word to say, nerf herder. Um speaking of nerf herder, as Star Wars leading me to Star Trek, Vanessa Williams was our Star Trek connection for the film. Uh, she was in one episode of something somewhere. I had to look it up. I didn't know that. So I actually had to search that one out. Um, deal with it. Though I kind of feel like Sam Jackson would make a really good alien. Just comes in and just starts yelling at Kirk. I think he'd be he a- would make a good. <laughs> What's my name? Right. He just comes in and just starts yelling at everybody. I like that idea. So I'll, so I do want to get into my notes real quick. Uh, so. Okay, yeah, sorry. I think we got totally sidetracked here. It happens. That's what the show's about. By the way, how surprised was everybody with Batman being the bad guy? I was not surprised at all. Really? I had no because clue I'd he was in this movie. Psycho and Yeah, yeah, maybe basically because of Psycho, American Psycho. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it, it, well, true. It just it surprised me that he was he was in this type of movie with the way he is in terms of uh, picking roles nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christian Bale in a movie with some dead parent. We get it. Move on. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, Chad wins. Uh, that's no, Catherine still help. wins, but uh, yeah. Chad, Chad does earn a point for the insensitivity oh, portion of this episode. Yeah, I say. Jeez <laughs> Louise. Uh, Chad must have had a bad day at work. Actually, uh, I had a great day at work. Yeah, because you didn't work today because of snow. It was awesome. So I want to get into some of these tropes. And I actually wrote in my notes, because I usually have a, I have a section for notes and then a section for tropes. And the first one I wrote was racist. The second one I wrote was beat cops versus detectives, which is actually a trope. Because uh, yeah. you notice when, when Jackson gets there, he goes, are there any witnesses? No. Did you let anybody leave? Don't tell me how to do my job. Well, I'm just doing my job. And like they're yelling at each other. And I kept thinking to myself, I don't, I don't think that's how that works. 
but I only know one buddy who was a beat cop, uh, and he never told me. Now, he did tell me this. This is Here's some real world whatever. You know in the movies, as soon as they get there and they find the guy and they arrest him and then they Mirandize them, which is they read them the rights, the Miranda rights? I didn't hear that at all. Not in this this movie. movie. I'm just saying in general. Oh, okay. In in movie world, not this movie. But, like, guy shows up, arrest him, you have the right to remain silent and all that stuff. Uh, My buddy who who worked in the um, L.A. uh, PD, he said that... um, Okay, well, I'm going to pause because we just lost... Uh, everyone, so I'm going to reinitialize the call here. <laughs> it just just bear with us. Hang in there. We're going to just keep add to conference and get Sam back in. Add to conference. And this is great, guys. I'm so sorry for this. And we have Chad back, and now we have Hello? Sam back. So this is this is the best podcast we've ever done. Boy, <laughs> you would have thought this is episode one, not episode eleven. Corny, Chad, are we all here. What happened? I don't know. Skype just died, so uh, it can't handle the awesome. I guess. So <laughs> it's, it's afraid Samuel Jackson will find this Skype. Yeah, yeah. So way to go, Skype. I guess they're not going to be sponsoring us anytime soon. <laughs> that is a shame. <laughs> Uh, what I was saying was, is that I have a, a buddy of mine who's LA, who was LAPD for about nine years, and he used to tell me that when they would actually arrest a dude, they wouldn't use, they would not Mirandize them until they got back to the police station, which means anything that they say on the way to the station could be used. And so they huh. were always told that as soon as you get to the police station, let the detectives Mirandize them, and they would write down everything they wrote in the car on a notepad and then hand it over to the, to the, to the detectives so that they, they knew what was going on. Anyway, there's some – again, if, if some actual police officer is listening to this and says that's not how things are gone, I'm just telling you what a buddy of mine who was LAPD told me. Anyway, so that was that trope, beat cops versus detectives. <sighs> Sorry, the whole Skype dying got me all hot and bothered. Um, Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so next thing I wrote in my notes is that – I don't care that he's Batman. Dude from ER would beat his ass. Does anybody else feel that? Just, <laughs> you know, I just kind of feel like if that, if, uh, you said his name, I'm sorry, Corny. But Mackay Pfeiffer. Him. If, if he saw Bale coming, I think he would have beat his ass. I'm just saying. But I don't know. Guy from ER versus Batman? I, he, well, he wasn't Batman yet. But it, there was still Commissioner Gordon in this. That's right, I know. I was so confused. Yeah. I kept thinking, am I watching racist black Batman? What's happening? <laughs> and we have racist. another crossover because Sam Jackson's in it. And he did a, not only has he done Marvel, but he mm-hmm. did Triple X, which is a, a comic book. And he did Unbreakable, which is a comic book. So mm-hmm. he just all up in the nerd flow. So, and I did, I, and then I did write, so he's Nick Fury before he's lost his eye. Anybody else notice that? Not only did he have the goatee like Nick Fury, he wore the long black leather coat like Nick Fury. And he, like the only maybe di- Nick Fury is the code name of John Shaft. Of John Shaft. I think. Yeah. Actually, I th- maybe the universe is connected. You know, you know, corny. You're the comic book nerd. I think. I bet you there's research out there that supports this. So, I, I, I've never thought about it before, but let's see. He's gonna Google it. Um, <laughs> so, um. So this movie. So I really did have a good time with this. It was a fun movie. 
I did think it was yeah. That was my next note. Only 14 years later. Think about this. And I want let's get real for just a second. I'll be damned. There is one. What? It's like there's a there's a there's a site with uh, putting these two things together. Nice. <laughs> okay, sorry. Continue. No, please. So uh, I, I did write this, and I said I, w- I wanted to get real for about 30 seconds here. For those of you who have, who have lived under a rock for a while, we had this court case a few years ago, the, 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 the Tavon Martin um, stuff. What? Trayvon. Huh? Sorry, my wife just came in the door and corrected me. <laughs> Way and, to go, Sarah. And handed me, Thanks, and handed me uh, some drink. Uh, so Trayvon Probably. Austin deal, which was this, this big deal about a guy who killed, uh, and it was this big racially motivated thing. And I kept thinking to myself – 14 years ago, when this movie happens, uh, there's a, a white dude who kills a black guy, and it's this huge racially motivated thing. But for some reason, apart from the fact that the guy is rich, which to me makes more of the case because he's rich dude, not rich white dude. And I kept thinking to myself, this this case, if this was real, would be national news. This would be, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I have a hard... Well- Especially as as cut and dry as the evidence seemed to be, it, it yeah it, yeah you get a bar full of witnesses that says that Christian Bale is racist, mm-hmm. and then then a guy ends up dying who's black. So you know I don't want to make this whole podcast to be about racism and our views in America and, and and the things like that. I don't want to get don't want to do that, but it's kind of hard not to talk about it because the movie was so. It, it just put it in your face. Yeah, was... there's, yeah. There's no undertone. There's no subtlety, and th- that's what this movie is about. It's about a it's about a black cop. You know that poem that he wrote. I said poem, but I wrote colorful poetry when he does that whole. I'm too black for the badge, too blue for the brothers. It's all about the green and the white guy. I can't remember what it was, but it was really cool. That would have been a good quote had I actually copied it down and put it in my notes. But I didn't. <laughs> yeah, actually, that, was, uh, that little saying would be something that uh, the original John Shaft would say, and that's pretty much how he talked in the, in the original movies. You get a lot of lines like that, so uh, that was actually pretty neat. Uh, a little homage. homage to the old, yeah. yeah. Well, good. I liked how they tried to, you know, merge the colors, you know, read between the lines and color and color i don't know where i was going with this uh okay good i apologize that was horrible <laughs> no, thanks, that but, was absolutely horrible but I will, I will say this and 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 maybe i'll put it away or maybe not i don't know but the, the director of this of this movie uh is his name is john singleton, singleton and he has done some some fine films uh boys in the hood was his directorial debut uh, and then Poetic Justice, and then Higher Learning. I don't know what that is. Uh, Rosewood, Shaft, Baby Boy, Too Fast, Too Furious, Four Brothers, Abduction, indie film. So I've only seen a few of these. I've seen Boys in the Hood, and I've seen, obviously, Shaft and Four Brothers and Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, but he's he's pretty clear about his his movie intentions, I think, about... I wouldn't. I wouldn't even use the term undertone of racially motivated situations because there's nothing undertone about it. I mean, it's in your face. Man, yeah, it's pretty mm-hmm. much out there. Especially this movie. Maybe not the rest of them aren't like that. Boys of the Hood isn't all about that. It's actually just about these guys struggling to get out of the hood. Um, <laughs> it's actually. I know it seems. It seems really <laughs> weird the- hearing this white dude say stuff like that. But. 
I'm enjoying it. Quite I know you're. Honestly. I know you're having a good time with this corny. And I, uh, man, I really want to coin that uh, 007 in the hood. In the hood. Oh, I, please. I, 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 that should be a, a, on a T-shirt somewhere right now. <laughs> no, uh, I, I'd like to throw out something funny. Please. Uh, every movie that you listed uh, that you just said, mm-hmm. I have seen. The only one that I didn't see is Abduction. Yeah, it was an indie film. So, so no wait, abduction. I've seen abduction. That's that terrible Taylor, Taylor Lautner yeah. film. I have seen that. That movie is terrible, but it would be perfect <laughs> for this podcast. Uh, oh, that that good, huh? Oh, this movie. <laughs> I, I Sarah, and I, my wife and I watched this movie, and this movie inspired us to about once a month we sit down, we find some shit film on Netflix, and we just make fun of it. This movie inspired that. <laughs> Taylor Lautner is terrible in this movie. He is a terrible actor. And so this is what the director decided to do, because uh, this was back in 2011. This is when Taylor Lautner was, his star was on the rise. So he says, you know what? I got to put Taylor Lautner in my film because he's, uh, he's the, he's the guy, you know, he's really popular right now. So let me, let me put him in a movie. But he can't act, so I'll put some some talented people around him. So I'll put Alfred Molina and Maria Bello, Jason Isaacs, uh, Michael guy I can't pronounce his name. Uh, who else is in this? Some other people that you've actually seen. Uh, Sigourney Weaver's in it. I mean, huh. uh, it's our third Sigourney Weaver sighting in the last week. Well, we didn't actually watch that, that movie, but you know what I mean. <laughs> so, and then Taylor Lautner. In fact. In the cast on IMDb, Taylor Lautner is like the fifteenth person down. Wow! Yeah, and he's the star of the film. And the the concept of this movie is really really clever. It's just really poorly done. So anyway, there there huh. you go. There's my quick abduction. Uh, I didn't know it was an independent film. That's weird. Whatever, it doesn't matter. It's still a shit, it's still a shit film. So good job, Singleton. Uh, so back to my notes. Uh, let's actually talk about tropes because tropes are really fun, and I feel like I'm getting too serious with the the racial stuff. So uh, first trope, obviously, I wrote was the the cops versus or uh, detectives versus beat cops. Uh, second trope, I wish I had some kind of bong or noise to, to identify. It. <laughs> oh, oh no, you have a noise. <laughs> oh yeah, here we go. So uh, here comes. Uh, I gotta wake up my my machine. Um, I have a, a trope. Okay. Um, going to lose job, so make sure you enjoy the thing you're going to lose your job over. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, you know you're going to get fired if you go do this thing, so you might as well go do it and have fun. So he punches uh, Christian Bale in the face while he's handcuffed in front of a bunch of cameras. You can't do that. That's the. I've been looking for an excuse to to fire you for years. For what? For this? Punches him again. I loved it. I laughed out loud, hysterically. Um, it was great. Anybody, anybody have any tropes? I feel like I've kind of dominated the conversation this, this episode. Um, well, you've got uh, you've got the two rival um, detective teams. Uh, granted, this one's uh, a lot different in the fact that one team is trying to kill the other. Right. Um, but, yes. You know, in every cop movie where you have more than uh, more than one person there, you've got two sets of detectives. That's true. And, uh, and they kind of bigger back and forth with each other. Yeah, the Bad Boys is the, probably the best example, but yeah, Bad Boys Two definitely. Uh, that's a good one. I, I just wrote. Tro- oh, go ahead, Chad. You got the trope of the dumb white cop or the 
the stupid white cop, the stupid cop, you know, it's like, you, wh- where, where did the witness go? It's like, oh, she went to the bathroom, you know, just nonchalantly didn't yeah. think that she, they were going to leave. You know, I've, I've seen that countless and countless times. Yeah. Yeah. God, you're right. The, the stupid lazy cop. Yeah, you see that. Yeah. yeah, you see that an awful lot. And then he'll get mad at you for for when you point out your stupid laziness. Yeah, uh, you see that one. Like that's a, a good example of that is in Men in Black, when Will Smith goes and chases down the alien, and his fat, dumb, beat cop guy is yelling at him. If you were half the man I am, man, I am half the man you are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, plus, it's Will Smith. Uh, cops hate running. That's a good trope. <laughs> yeah. Don't make me that's- chase you. You're gonna piss me off. <laughs> so, so a uh, fun, fun uh, memory for me. Mm-hmm. My mom actually said that to me once. Running from cops? No, no, no! Don't make me chase you. <laughs> you gonna piss me off? Corny has good, fun memories of running from cops. I only um, uh, never have I done. <laughs> move along, move along. Except that one time in college. Um, we well, don't speak of that, right? Uh, yeah. The the yeah the cops hate running. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. It's called Cop and a Half with Burt Reynolds. No, okay, crickets. Okay, if yeah, anyone out there has seen this movie, oh movie yeah, that's the... that's the that's the one with the. Uh, well, you got the cop, and then he's got this little kid. Yeah. What I can't remember. Yeah, I've seen that. I can't remember the kid's name, uh, but it's, it's Burt Reynolds, and he's you know, he's a, he's a detective, and uh, this little kid I can't remember his name, uh, cop. And somebody else find this for me. Oh, wait. Uh, Norman D. Golden Jr. Uh, you would know him from such films as... As... Uh, uh-huh. n- uh, okay. <laughs> Nothing. Nope. He was in this nope. movie. So, anyway, Cop and Hap. Basically, there's a scene where, where Burt Reynolds, he's driving like a Charger or a, something like that. Like an 80s Charger or, or whatever. Big muscle car. And this guy is his own foot, and he's chasing down in the car, and he jumps <laughs> over a fence, and he goes, "Don't make me chase you! I hate to run!" And he he gets out, and so instead of actually jumping over the fence and chasing after him, he just plows through the fence with his car, and does several thousand dollars damage to personal property. And then he says one of the great one-liners, "Which one of us is going to run out of gas first? So, <laughs> cop and a half. There you go. There's your other tangent for the. Uh, if you have a tangent tally going, I don't know what we're at. Uh, seven. Good. Street justice. That's a good trope. The street justice trope. And yeah. that, that could be where Sam Jackson's beating the hell out of that kid with his pistol when he's not a cop. Well, I guess it's probably a good thing that he's not a cop. He could probably... Anyway, and then the other cop sees him and they just kind of nod to each other. Yeah, street justice. That's a good one. Um, shows bad guy as more than the bad guy. You know, and I actually like movies that do this. Uh, Peoples is the is we have two antagonists. Actually, gosh, we have one, two, three, what four antagonists in this movie? Mm-hmm. You've got Peoples Hernandez. You've got Christian Bale. You've got the two dirty cops. Spoiler: they're dirty cops, and one of them becomes Damn. the police chief in in Castle. Mm-hmm. So, hmm, maybe it's all connected. All cop shows are connected. Only if it was Joss Whedon behind it. That's true. And uh, I didn't see the Carl Winslow, so it couldn't be. <laughs> no, he was there. He was there. You, you just he was know. in the precinct just <laughs> eating donuts. Uh, we did have that trip, cops eating donuts. That was pretty fun. 
Uh, but but they showed people as he's at his house and he's he's hanging out with his kid and he's got the burp cloth and he's 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 holding his I guess son and he's yeah. he's casually talking about the murder of some other woman while he's holding this child with a burp cloth and it, and he sets it down in the crib and but it kind of shows you shows this bad guy in this this kind of real way that he's just he's a husband and a father and a brother and he's not just black and white douchebag like Christian Bale is. So uh, <laughs> I actually kind of like that. And it, so that when he, when he dies at the end, spoiler, when he dies at the end, uh, you almost kind of feel bad uh, to well, me. I was going to say, uh, that's in my notes too, that, uh, the, the moment where his brother gets shot, it really changes your, how you feel about him. Right. Now, he does go a little bit nuts after that, but you know, he, he's not just, Oh no, he's dead. And he moves on. He's like, Holy crap. My you yeah. know family is dead. And he, yeah. And he mourns them right there, and that, which is uh, yeah, it's pretty nice to see. But then, of course, he fixes up by going uh, eight poop crazy, stabbing himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, part that was, was weird. That was a little weird too. But yeah, the, yeah, and, and I thought that was good. I thought that the, that that was a good thing that the director did. Uh, and there's a lot of really good trivia about the director and Sam Jackson. I'll get to it in a minute. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't. They like didn't get along. Other. Yeah, they did. They did not like each other. Uh, dirty cops. There's a good trope. If you got cops, it means you got dirty cops. Uh, mm-hmm. It's in almost every cop movie I can think of, except Bad Boys Two. I mean, there aren't there bad aren't there dirty cops in like almost all the Lethal Weapon films and yeah, you know, yeah, just, pretty much. I don't think they're bad. I don't guess there's not dirty cops in Die Hard. In the Die Hard series, I don't think there are. I can't think of any, but you know what I mean. That's a trope that happens a lot. You got a Dennis Franz uh, in uh, Die Hard too. That's, that's as dirty as you're going to get. <laughs> is that is that a is that a racial joke there, Corny? No, no, no. Cause just because he's, uh, he's Italian and he's, so he's holy crap. Dirty. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was sorry. I was thinking of Dennis Franz from his uh, NYPD Blue days. No, you're right. And, he, uh, he looks like that. That man looks like he wakes up sweating every morning. And was it just me, or or did these dirty cops get really dirty really quick? Yeah, yeah. I put uh, their their dirtiness escalates very yeah. quickly. I never thought about that, yeah. but you're right. It starts off that they're just going to go find this girl, and then it yeah. turns into them killing cops. I mean, they, yep. don't, they don't actually kill cops, but they try well, to. They try. They shot her point blank in the chest. Right. Don't shoot Vanessa Williams. She's beautiful. She used to be Miss America, so don't shoot Vanessa Williams. If anything we've learned from this podcast is you don't shoot Vanessa Williams. She'll come back and she will shoot you. Yeah. My gosh, I thought that was pretty cold. She just puts the gun to his head and he says, shoot him, and so she does. It's yeah, a good thing that he turned and shot his partner instead of shooting Shaft. Um. <laughs> um but if but you, as a, but but if if you mess with her too much, then Arnold Schwarzenegger will come out and erase you. Yes. Yes. Oh. Well done. <laughs> I was gonna say, but uh, in all honesty, bullets were impervious to uh, Samuel Jackson. Nothing could hit him. Okay. Nothing. Let's not even talk about the fact that they went to the Imperial School of, of Shooting. Which, by the way, I actually read a really cool article about that, and how uh, we can take that tangent in a second if we want to. But anyway. It's not just the fact that they couldn't hit him. They were, I mean, all four of us have played video games, and I think we've all played laser tag and even paintball. You don't just stand in the middle of the street shooting at the dude. you got to find cover. These guys literally were just standing in the middle of everything, just shooting, thinking, I don't know, I just, even dumb bad guy gang members 
would think to hide behind a trash can, don't you think, or something? <laughs> One would think. I just and, and they really uh, they added the extra blood juice to those uh, pop those, packs. Those, those oh packs. yeah, they did. Yeah, <laughs> I liked the um the audio editing that they did for Sam Jackson's gun. Did you notice that he's only shooting a nine millimeter? <laughs> and that that sound like a it sounded like a desert eagle. It did. Yeah. Which one guy actually had a desert eagle? That was in my notes. The, <laughs> oh, guy, the guy in the uh, car with the donuts. The guy who wasn't a cop. He gave Sam Jackson said, "I got one job for you. You just sit here, eat these donuts. Here's a desert eagle." And then when that guy shows up and he pulls that big cannon out and says, "What?" <laughs> I laughed out loud at that too. <laughs> I mean, hell yeah, you'd run away if some dude pulled out a, a fifty caliber handgun and aimed it at you. <laughs> hell yeah, you're going to run away. I'd probably pee myself, too. So, yeah, uh, uh, dirty cops. Oh, I, I do want to take this tangent again. I'm, I'm all over the place tonight. I'm sorry. I read this really cool article about Star Wars and how we make fun of the stormtroopers because they can't hit anything. <laughs> okay? Now, let's think about yep. it for just a second. At the beginning of episode four, we don't, we're not counting one, two, and three. So at the beginning of episode four, when the stormtroopers get down onto the to the planet, because at the beginning of the movie they kill all of those um, the ship people like pretty quickly. These guys are in a defended position. You know that when they invade the Princess Leia ship, they are mm-hmm. in def- a defended position, and they take those guys out pretty quickly, and they only lose mm-hmm. a couple of guys. So that's precision marksmanship. Then they get down on the planet, and Obi-Wan Kenobi literally says out loud, these blast marks are too precise to have been random uh, sand people. These were stormtroopers. So then later on in the movie, when they're on the Death Star and they're shooting, the whole point of that scene was to let them leave so that they can get on the, the Millennium Falcon and leave. So they're intentionally missing. They are told... You let them leave so we can find the rebel base. So you can't fault them for that. Hmm. Think about it. In the second, and then the, and then the second movie again. The only time there's really stormtroopers shooting at anybody is when they're driving Luke when he gets onto the Bespin platform to meet Vader. They're precision shooting to get him to a point A to point B. The only time where you can kind of go really is when they get beat by the Ewoks. <laughs> but then again, they still kill a bunch of Ewoks. There's just thousands more Ewoks, and they just get outnumbered. But they right. don't they don't get outgunned or outaimed. So so literally, this I mean, it was a really well written and impassioned article of defending the stormtrooper. <laughs> um, it was actually pretty clever. So it, it actually, if you think about it, I mean, when we use that phrase, the school for the Imperial Stormtroopers Shooting Academy, for for all intents and purposes. They're actually really good shots. They're they're told not to hit them. So, way to go, stormtroopers. Anyway, sorry so, for that. So back tangent. to back to shaft. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Like I said, I'm all over the place tonight. Uh, and then my last trope that I wrote down was "Mom gets justice." Um, <laughs> that happens a lot. Especially, the worst way. Yeah, if you watch shows like SVU, which I watch with my wife, uh, Special Victims Unit, there's a lot of times when the when the actual justice system fails. Usually a family member just says, "You know what? Gonna gonna do it myself." Hell, Christian Bale almost did it in the Dark or in uh, Batman Begins. Uh, he just uh, he didn't get a chance to uh, kill Joe Chill. The 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 mob killed him for him. So yeah, that's a that's a I think that's a good trope. I don't I don't know if that actually happened in real life, but 
You never hear about it anyway. So do you guys have any other tropes you want to talk about? One that I have, the uh, the unresolved business, the, un- the, the, the cold case, oh, the yeah. one that got yeah. away. Mm-hmm. That right. is kind of the undertone of the whole film in this, if there is an undertone in this film. And, and if there's oh, anything there I know about, it's about the, the profession of, of police work, there's a lot of those things that happen. So I'm thinking to myself, like the cold case, the, the case that, that ends with, you know, it going not the way you want it to go, you know, the system doesn't work, all that sort of stuff. And I would think we wouldn't have many police officers if every single police officer decided to quit after something didn't go his way. Right. No, that's true. Well, they could all do their vacation time and then go take care of it. Right. You know, I guess so. the vacation yeah. hours coming yeah. up, so it's time to, yeah. No, no, you're right. Uh, we would we would have a lot of um, we would have a whole lot of PIs and not a lot of cops. Uh, so, it's too many private dicks to be flopping around. Uh, did not mean geez. what I just said. Yes, you oh, did. Wow. I was sorry. I did not do that. Yeah, you minus did. one point. Yeah, minus one point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, no, but it does give us the cool scene where he throws his badge into the wall. Which he would have been held in court for that. Oh yeah, he would have gone. Yeah, he would have been in jail, sitting in jail for that thing. Yeah, but that judge was so useless. So whatever. It was Commissioner Gordon. What do you expect? Yeah, he was so useless in the movies too. He really was. Just this old tub of goo just says things. That's why I like the new Gordon and the Batman, the new Batman, the trilogy. Like Mm -hmm. Jabba the Hutt, huh? He really is. It it took three. uh, It took three. Dwarven people to to run him. I didn't want to say midget. That's not the right word. Uh, small people, I guess. Little people. Little I think people. Little people. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> nice Java. Uh, that's all the tropes I have. You guys said a couple more. Um, oh, hat equals instant disguise. Right. <laughs> what are you trying to do? Dress down to blend in? I like that. Yeah, Christian Bale has lost all of his everything. So he puts on a members-only jacket and a tan ball cap. He says, you look like a freaking duck hunter. I love that. <laughs> um, that was nice. Uh, oh, anytime, and, uh, anytime that I, I wrote down a lot. Um, anytime you get in a speeding car, you have, have to have squealing tires. Yep, that's true. Yeah, there's no such thing as anti-lock brakes in the in the Hollywood. No one has them. Except there was one movie where I actually remember what was that movie? The guy literally says, "Reach down there and pull out the anti-lock brake system." And he does it. What is that movie? Oh my gosh, it's going to kill me. It's Robert? A, it, no, no god. No. <laughs> it was a, it was literally a movie where the guys they're in a car chase and he tells them to rip out the anti-lock brakes so they can do all those squealing and stuff. Anyway, I can't remember what movie it is. It doesn't matter. Uh, what else you got, Chad? Um, oh, I said uh, he took all those stab... The peoples took all those stab wounds, self-inflicted stab wounds, then gets hit by a car, breaks the windshield with his head, <laughs> and then gets up like nothing's wrong. Yeah, and then stabs another really, really big man. Who Were both of those guys named Mikey? No, one was Mikey, and the other one was... Yeah, Mickey. Mikey. Mickey. Okay, all Mikey I heard was Mickey. them screaming Mikey at each other. Even the mom said Mikey. I call whatever she said was Mikey. Oh, uh, you got one named... Yeah, you have to look it up, though. So that's the thing. 
You're yeah. looking on Fra- IMDb. Frankie, Frankie and Mikey. Yeah, That's Frankie. She, yeah. Okay. But she even on the phone, she says, Mikey, get your brother over here. And then the guy in the car is screaming, Mikey. Like, are they both? <laughs> that must Mikey? have been Frankie. I guess, but it just always seemed like, <laughs> why is Mikey the only one getting any attention? Well, maybe she's just like, it, you know, like some moms that uh, just call your kid by the same name. Eventually, you'll get the right one. Is it just me or even, you know, these were Italian type guys, right? Yep. So even the stereotypes for Italians were used in this as yeah. bulked up greasers with very short tempers. Right. Even Buster <laughs> Rhymes, who is a terrible actor. Oh, my gosh. Take three seconds to talk about that. I've only seen him in two movies. I don't know if he's in any others. But he... Moving on. What? He said three seconds. I counted it down. For oh, him. thanks, Chad. Uh, he, he's only been in this movie, and he was in Finding Forrester. And he is terrible. Uh-huh. I don't know what the 2000s did for him and how he was able to get work, but he is terrible. Don't put him on camera ever again. <laughs> Not unless he's rapping. And then you're... Then that's fine. Or smoking pot and being funny. But he's a terrible actor. He even, but yeah, even in that, he even makes fun of the the Italian dude. He's like, "Get over here!" And the guy says, "Yeah, very funny." And <laughs> anyway, so yes, so, I mean, everyone was racist in this movie. That's all they did was make fun of each other. This movie, was, I mean, it's just unbelievable. So, uh, the guy who, oh yeah, that was a kind of funny moment though. I did laugh when they picked up uh, Christian Bale at the airport. And Buster Rhymes is the limo driver. He looks over at the actual limo driver who is naked in the car and he goes, You all right? You cold? You want a jacket or something? And I thought, a little chilly over there? I said, Really? Did you just ask the dude who you stole his jacket if he needed a jacket? I just thought that was funny. Oh, uh, speaking of, uh, if we're doing uh, just one more random trope, uh, when you steal someone else's clothes, they fit you. Doesn't matter what yeah, they are, they fit you perfectly. Unless, unless the script needs them not to. Like in Die Hard when he kills the bad guy, but his shoes don't fit. Ah. Like, everything always fits unless it's meant as a joke not to. Because it's funny then, because then Bruce Willis gets to say the line, I have to kill the only terrorist who has feet smaller than my sister. Um, Don't piss off LT, he's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Another cameo, right? Yeah, I also wrote, hey, look, it's the guy from Shaft. Because you know, the guy from Shaft <laughs> yeah. was in this movie. Um, it is my duty to please that booty is the yeah, worst dialogue go. I have ever heard Samuel L. <laughs> Jackson say. And I have heard Samuel L. Jackson say, get these nerf-herding snakes off this nerf-herding nerf plane. Blade. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant compared to it is my duty to please that booty. Please that booty. <laughs> Slash shakes head. But it's a corny. I never watched any of the the, the early Shaft films because I have no reason to. Because you know I'm whiter than sour cream. Um, did did women just throw themselves at him? Like uh, John did? Shaft was a sex machine. Um, he uh, yeah. <laughs> so you know the scene where uh, old Shaft is uh, about to leave and he gets the two girls. He says, "Let's roll!" Like he's a damn Autobot. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Autobots roll out. Yeah. Well, but seriously, that that was John Shaft. Uh, he he was a ladies' man. I mean, even in the theme song. Well, that's true. Yeah, I just thought it was funny. He's just sitting at the bar after his big party, and that bartender chick's like, "Hey, you want to go home and have sex?" And he goes, "Okay, let's go." 
Like I thought, wow. But he 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 even tries to negotiate the snuggling out of it. Yeah. <laughs> you mean I gotta hold you too? Man. I don't know if I got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Um but yeah, actually one of my uh, one of my things on my um my notes were how many people has uh, Samuel L. Jackson had sex with at that party? <laughs> Probably all of them. It was, it was LT's Williams. girlfriend. It was, I think, Vanessa Williams at some point in time, or they, at least they'd hooked up or something weird, like or not. Well, not, she, not he's, he saw her. He'd give her a kiss, but I don't think they'd hooked up. They didn't have that well, kind of relationship. To me, he, oh, I see. He, he kind of said some things that made me think. Oh, I guess she's on his on his list too. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't. I, way, I didn't. But, I didn't get that vibe from them. I just kind of. I felt like if they were going to done that, then they would have had this bond money penny kind of thing going throughout the whole film where. He's always trying to get with her kind of a deal. Of course, maybe mm-hmm. again, if he's already had her, then maybe he doesn't want to. I don't know. Um, can anyone understand when Peoples is talking? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And no. it was so weird because I was watching the movie, and I remember thinking to myself, I remember this time watching it going, hey, I know that dude. Where do I know him from? And then I you know, IMDb'd him, and I, oh, he's from Casino Royale. He's the American CIA agent. With a really oh. normal American accent, so I'm That's thinking. Right. So this accent that he's doing is fake. I mean, he's obviously of Hispanic origin, but or Latino origin, whatever the PC term is. Um, so that accent that he's doing is obviously is. probably very f- comfortable for him. But holy crap, I couldn't understand what they said half the time. Uh, I just thought it was funny the way he said Tiger Woods, Tiger Woo. I- yeah, he didn't, he didn't use a D in a word. He would he would get to a point and uh, something like goo would be good. Yeah, he just words would just trail off. But you know when a man is, is being serious, when he's taking a dump, when he's talking to you. <laughs> and you hear the splash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sound effect. It is funny. This movie, I've seen, I have seen this movie on TNT once upon a time. And they just take that sound effect out, so he's oh. just he's just grunting on screen <laughs> because clearly he's not doing what you think he's doing. <laughs> it's, just, it's such a dumb. I mean, I, I I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I don't know if I could carry on a conversation while I'm taking a dump. I just don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could concentrate. I know somebody that could. Who? Who? Chris Manley. Yes. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Why well, you have to call him out of the cast? And he and he makes I will his call first him cameo. Out. Uh, we're not going to expand on that. Um, we're definitely going to move on. So, so Chris, if you're listening, silly. make sure you send your hate mail. I don't know. Cheap if, seat reviews at gmail dot com. If he actually listens to this episode, I'm going to be getting a phone call within the hour that this thing is post posted. <laughs> so uh, if we're, we're, we're doing the uh, silly things, um, anybody notice the "I want to be like you" Jungle Book moment with Peoples and? Uh, and uh, Christian Bale. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Like I want you to, I want to go with you, and I want to do the things that you do. And I kind of expected to hear some. Do 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 Yeah, yeah, nice. Uh, I, I did think it was funny. There was a, again, this movie had a lot of really funny moments when it wasn't just being. Even the racist parts were pretty funny too. Uh, but there was a lot of other funny moments, too. I like the part where he goes back to his old boss, his old police chief, and he says, <laughs> how does a pencil-pushing mother nerf herder nerf like herder. you nerf herder. get to yeah. live in this, this such-and-such community? And instead of actually answering the question, 
he looks at him straight in the face and basically tells him because they don't let black people in. That's what yeah. he, he doesn't say that, but that's what he. You okay? I, I'm okay now. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know what just happened. Yeah, I'm, still, I'm still slightly out. injured, so uh, I I had to shift my weight uh, to get off my leg, and uh, well, the mic nor the desk <laughs> liked it. Nice. I thought I felt the earth shift on its axis slightly. Ouch! There's a there's a fat joke for you. Um, hey, hey, folks! Uh, if you don't know, I'm a very large man. <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, so you couldn't really tell that this movie was night was in the year 2000 because mm-hmm. it had one thing. Uh, forget the fact that the cars were definitely from the night. There's one thing in this movie that, that completely dates this film. C- can you guess what I'm thinking? Was the, the tape phone? recorder to record the phone call? Well, no, not just that. Oh. Because we were still using tape for a while. That's true. That's okay. Okay. Because hard, hard okay. disk recorders didn't start becoming a thing until about 2004, 2005. To me, this this thing made me really think, wow. I, again, if you would have told me this movie was filmed in... 1996, I would have believed you. When he threw him a freaking a pager. pager. That's what it is. Yeah. I thought, what? Pay- We're still using pagers yeah, in 2000? Okay. I mean, by 2003, I mean, I think pretty much everyone, I mean, I know the four of us all had cell phones by at least 2003. So, but those cell phones were old. Um, I did think it was Star-Tech pretty funny. Do what? StarTech for the win. Oh, yeah, I had one of those. Uh, it was one of the first cell phones that had a vibrate function. I thought that was the coolest thing. I could just set it to vibrate and not piss everyone off with the ring. I thought that was so cool. Uh, Jackson sets up the cops to die and then leaves and laughs about it. I thought that was pretty cold and hilarious at the same time. That scene <laughs> when they're all staring at each other with the guns or whatever, and they're all about ready to die, and Sam Jackson is okay with that. <laughs> not my problem anymore. If they die, they die. So, good job. Uh, I did already. I already said this earlier. Gives a dude a box of donuts and a desert eagle. <laughs> um, death by stanchion. Let's see. Oh, did you notice that his license plate said "People's"? Yes, "People's" too. What, yeah. The worst vehicle to take to a, a scene of violence. Yeah. Yeah, hey, it was a big car and there was a lot of shooting going on. Did you get the license plate? "People's." "People's." Hmm, I wonder hmm, who could that be? Whose car is that? And a car chase in New York. Where are the police? where's the it's traffic the same place where the police were when he had the gun in the face of the street thug <laughs> and, and all it. all they had to do was show a, a close-up of his face saying was uh and then the police <laughs> just goes right by right and and how about earlier in the movie when or later in the movie when christian bale his his buddies come and visit him in his apartment these construction workers see him and immediately call the cops i guess that's because they're on the white part of town because those cops were there in three seconds, but no cops showed up for a car chase where people are shooting automatic weapons. No cops. I just <laughs> the cops were like, you know what? I'm not going to walk into that. Yeah, <laughs> I think, I'll, I think got, I'll wait for the end. Yeah, this guy's got Uzis. I'm not going near that. So, <laughs> so there you go. So uh, that was a, a well, yeah. We've we've been recording for an hour, but probably about 15 minutes of it was technical error. So uh, I do want to hit some trivia real quick, and then we'll do our, our normal wrap up. Uh, according to an interview with Sam Jackson, he and John Singleton often argued over the direction of the film, and after one particular argument, Singleton refused to come out of his trailer. I I just think that's awesome, because <laughs> because this movie had a lot of not great parts, and you could kind of tell sometimes. Um, 
I can't think of any off the top of my head other than the bad, you know, awful dialogue. Like I, my duty to please that booty. Please that booty. That's just that's just great shaft audio. You shut your See, mouth. I I kind of wish I'd have capped it, uh, captured that. That would have been great. I, I I thought like the whole thing I mentioned earlier with the colorful poetry. I thought that was some of the better dialogue, kind of you know, because it was it was he was angry and it was poetic and. He was articulate, and I just thought that was some of the. I don't know, maybe that, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I just thought there was a lot of this movie that was just dumb, but it was okay because it was fun, dumb, you know, like Lethal Weapon, dumb, because that movie's kind of like Lethal Weapon Two was real dumb, but it's fun because it's it's rigs and and they're saying funny stuff to each other. Jackson was unavailable to shoot the sex scene in the opening credits, while because <coughs> he was filming Caveman's Valentine. That sounds like a winner. Uh, a body double was used to film the scene. Uh, John Singleton planned a, sing- a sequel where Shaft would be battling drug lords in Jamaica. But the <laughs> film's middling box office return and Sam Jackson's disappointment with the film stopped any plans of a sequel. That's a good idea. Um, yes. Hey, that's weird how in like Bad Boys is in L.A. and then Bad Boys 2 they go to Cuba. Hmm, that's weird. Uh, uh, the cast features former Commissioner Gordon and a future Batman, Christian Bale. Uh, Sam Jackson and John Singleton had numerous disagreements with writer Richard Price and producer Scott Rudin over the lines in the script that they found racially and sexually offensive. <laughs> Which were all of them. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, over one scene, Jackson objected to featured... Wait. One scene, Jackson objected to featured Shaft tossing a candy bar at a sexual partner when she wants him to take her out for dinner. The lines were deleted from the script. So, <laughs> so let's just think about that for a second. This movie was toned down because Jackson had a hard time with it being too racially motivated and too sexual in nature. So if this was the PG-13 version of what they originally had written, holy freaking crap. Uh, I, I, couldn't, I don't know if I would even want to watch that other version. So... Let's, let's I mean, just, honestly, I yeah. kind of had a hard time with the di- with the with the language in this. I mean, maybe that's just the school teacher in me coming out, but I mean, it's like because a lot of it was like, do you really need to use that much, that many f bombs in this? I mean, I, maybe that was just the '90s. What what was I, customary in the '90s is like, why do you why do we have so many curse words? Because we can. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 the funny thing is, is that we know people, like the four of us know people that talk like that in real life. At least I remember in college, there was a couple of guys that that we knew who used the f bomb as what most people would use the word um. You mm-hmm. know, I, I I know I say um a lot in the cast. And I'm sorry, but I say um because my brain is is getting to the next thing. I yeah. know people that use. I mean, use, you can't help it. You're redheaded. Fine. But but there are people that use the <laughs> f bomb for that purpose. They use the f bomb as a placeholder for their mental processing, and and we know people like that. And I just think that was for some reason that just seems like a thing that people did in the nineties. I, I mean, I know people still swear now. I don't have this grand vision that two thousand fourteen is like Pleasantville. I just think that in movies, for some reason, it was just a big thing. Of course, we're not making these type of movies anymore. We're not the, the the buddy cop films are buddy cop. They're dumb. They're the other guys. Yeah. They're 
Um, even Bad Boys 2, which uses a lot of F-bombing, but that movie is kind of campy, and I think it's supposed to be. Um, I, you know what I'm saying? Like these, you know, in the 90s with the diehards and the uh, striking distance, which is another Bruce Willis film. And, um, uh, God, because the 90s produced a lot of real just shit cop films, but they're so much fun to watch. I don't know why. Just for some reason, this the, the, the F-bomb was just... I mean, there are more F-bombs in this movie than there are minutes in the movie. Yeah. I mean, let's just mm-hmm. just contemplate that for a minute. How many times... And there's a lot of dialogue that, that isn't sweary. You know? I mean, when Jackson is being nice to the lady, he's not swearing at her. And he's being nice to the, the dead kid's mom. There's no swearing going on. And there's no swearing in the courtroom. So that means that there's so much more of it elsewhere. I just... Um, and again, the four of us—I don't think we're saying that we're. we're all, uh, Corny hasn't mentioned it, but I don't think we're, we're not all prudes. And I just maybe, maybe only a hundred f bombs. Maybe we should cap it at a hundred. You know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so at this point of the film, <laughs> well, well, did anybody catch the 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 Elizabeth Banks sighting? Yes. By the way, yes, yes, I did. Uh, this was def- roll. Yeah, that's surprising to me. Now, I only noticed it after I saw her in IMDb, and then I was looking for her. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there you go. Oh, um, sorry, one more weird thing. Yeah. Um, So when they do the first drug bust, and they're at the apartment, and uh, Kneebomb is opening the door. I don't know his name, but Kneebomb seems like a good uh, Kneebomb. Yes, I did. Did you just watch the negotiators recently? Because <laughs> that's a character in the negotiator with Sam Jackson. Actually, that's a it's a well. It was on my mind already. Nice. For a different reason, but anyway. So uh, the guy opens the door. Uh, in that scene, you see Samuel Jackson is the first guy standing up to go through the door. Uh-huh. When they go through the door, he's actually a third person. Right. So in one second he teleports, which obviously means that he's you know. Well, Mace Windu again. I don't. I don't understand, but uh, but it was weird uh, to watch him, you know, teleport in a half second to uh, first to third. Yeah, and that seems really awkward to have all those cops run in at that one time into that room. I, I just that, <laughs> that seemed like a well placed grenade can end this movie real fast. Yeah, <laughs> I may have been playing too much Call of Duty recently. Well, heck, you know, a machine gun which they had. Well, not those know. guys. Well, I mean, well, I guess you're right. We don't know if those part of, were part of people. It was across the street from people's. Yeah, but he owns the neighborhood, so he says. So I don't know. Uh, anything? Anybody else? Anything? Have anything for the good of the order? Oh no! No! Oh no! <laughs> don't don't sound like you're having too much fun here, Sam. You know. <laughs> okay. Well, good. Well, okay. This part of the show, I usually do a ten out of ten. Ask you, or one out of ten. Ask you guys to rate this movie one out of ten, and I usually come up with something creative. Once again, I failed to do so. Oh, because um, well, because I suck. So, uh, so uh, Chad, uh, I'll, get, I'll let you go first. Uh, I'm going to give this um, probably six jab turkeys out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> and Chad gets two points. Okay, <laughs> nice. Six, six, six jab turkeys out of ten. Nice. Okay, I'm with you on that. Uh, it's corny. I, I'm going to also. Uh, I'm going to. Uh, I think I'll give it uh, six nerf herd and sons of out of ten. <laughs> what just happened? Was that was Skype screwing up, or were you just making? Noises? No, I was. I was doing that on purpose. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know what just Self-edit. happened. Six mother. Yeah, nice. 
Okay. Say what again? Okay. <laughs> Jeez, this movie. Okay. Um, and so you said you also said six. Yeah. I thought that's a little low for you. Yeah, I thought well, it would be it's, higher. It's just it's a fun movie, but it's not a. It's not a. It's not. Watch. It's not in my top twenty. But it's fun to just kind of not pay attention to, but let play. Okay. And uh, there's just you know really weird things, but yeah, I couldn't watch it with someone else I know. It still keep the uh, well. You and I the, could the I idea. Think, I think the four yeah, you of and us I could, could watch it. I think but. the four of us could get together and have a good time with this. This is yeah. not something that I would subject my wife to. No, or, agreed. Yeah. So okay, uh, Sam. Um, I'd probably get a give it four and a half. Debrained brothers in the back seat out of oh. ten. Right. Oh. Okay. Sure. Four yeah. and a half. So you so you liked it even less than than Chad and and Corny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was expecting coming in with this thing around a one or a two. Wow, okay. Rubber area, yeah. Hold on. I now. would not. I would okay, okay, that's, not. Yeah, you, you put went this too far. Rubber. Let's, just, let's no. just stop for half a second, okay, Sam? Let's, let's just take three <laughs> seconds to talk about this. It's, first, it's got Sam Jackson. So, either yeah. way, you know it's going to be a good time, okay? It's at least a five. I, he it, it, does annoy me. Fair enough. I, I I can do that, but okay. not rubber territory. Yeah, I mean, rubber is in a classification all of its own. Again, <laughs> I hated that movie so much that I I would go. I would. I don't know what else I'd rather watch. I mean, I think I would just. I'd rather go outside right now with the four of us and just go watch my grass grow than watch. I that. Actually, I I have a herniated disc in my back, and I I'd rather keep this and never watch that movie again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I'd rather look at slideshows of that than actually have to watch that movie again. So, no, I wouldn't put this in that classification yeah. uh, ever. Now, that, that was ex- expectations. I went in very low. so Right, but, but having since seen stuff. it, so, I mean, I guess you went from a one to a four. Yeah, four because, and a half. Because you saw it, because you, I mean, you laughed. I mean, you had a good time, It had right? its moments, yep. Yeah, it yep. did. You're right. It had I, if, I, if I never saw it again, I'd be okay. Uh, fair enough. So next time we get together, I'm going to make you watch it on my DVD. No, not really. We have way more important things to watch. Yeah. Uh, and I, w- I would probably give it uh, five ice picks to something, the chest, uh, out of ten. Um, I, it's right in the middle. Again, I own it on DVD, but it's probably because it was $7 in some Walmart bin. Uh, I, I have a good time with it. it, it it's, not, it's not a great film. It's certainly not one of Sam Jackson's better films, which we'll talk about here in a minute. I think it's script-wise is the problem. I think I, you're right. I, I just yeah. And I don't know if if the Shaft other movies were as racially motivated then. I mean, that oh, was also, they were much worse. Yeah, then. but that was also a different. I mean, I hate I don't use that phrase. It's a different time, but it was a different time when when, when Sam mentioned earlier, black exploitation movies were a thing. Now Shaft mm-hmm. was not that. Um, uh, I think black exploitation was close. Oh, and definitely, yeah, it was a black exploitation film. You think I mean, so? oh yeah, uh, just in the premise that it's uh, uh Chad and I actually kind of talked about this prior to the, the podcast, but um, in black exploitation, the black man is the smart one. He's the best. He's the, he's he's everything that you know that makes things right. And so, in, in Shaft, the original movies. Shaft is one fighting crime and you know undoing all these injustices set by white guys in the or you know white rich guys in the movie. So in that sense, yeah, that's that's basically what you get in black exploitation. The the idea is that the black person is the one 
uh, to correct all the problems created by a white guy. So I have to say that it was, but not not the uh, not like uh, Blackula or any of the the weird films. Well, it's just you know there was a Blackula. So, I know. Um, I, I only know that because of Psych. <laughs> oh yeah, with Gus. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I mean, it was a black exploitation film, but it wasn't okay. awful. It wasn't the okay. So, know. so maybe that was that was the intention of this movie was to kind of take those themes from the original um, ideas and to kind of put them in today's settings because there's still racism everywhere today. Uh, I just so so okay. I, I get yeah. why I get the decision. It just seemed too in the face. Yes, absolutely. The only yeah, good yeah. cops are the white cop, or black cops, except that one guy who pretends he's black. <laughs> so, I don't know, whatever. Uh, well, good. And so I said that. So, what about Did you now? give. Oh, yeah, you, you did yeah, your score. I did score. five out of five. Okay. Um, so, that, I, I asked, the, I always ask, you know, to do a top three. Um, uh, top three. And we picked, we just went ahead and decided to pick top three Sam Jackson movies. And. And again, these are our opinion. This is not what we feel like are the best Sam Jackson films. These are what we like, right? And this is that was the you know. It, it what, depends on on your criteria when yeah, you personally to, select them. Yeah, to me, this is if I'm gonna if if you say to me you have to watch three J- Sam Jackson movies, then these, or he will find you. Then these oh, he will find me because you have a special set of skills. Oh, sorry, it's wrong actor. And <laughs> these are the movies I'm watching. So so Chad, your your three movies. I'm going to have to go with uh, Pulp Fiction, okay. um, The Incredibles, and nice. Avengers. Tell me where my super suit is, woman. Nice. Yeah. Why Avengers you really? I thought you didn't like superhero films, Chad. I like The Avengers. Oh, good. Huh, well, cool. I finally okay. got around to watching it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of The Incredibles, they're, they've made the announcement that they're making a second one, and I am super excited because that's... that's- Incredible. That's probably my favorite Pixar film. Maybe. Maybe. Um, uh, Corny. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Nice. Uh, probably. <laughs> this is. Um, damn. Pulp Fiction. Because I didn't want to do it, but it's. Uh, yeah, it's pretty quintessential Samuel. And. The Negotiator. Yes. Oh, wow. The Negotiator. Okay. I like that movie. Huh. Okay, Sam? Yeah, um, I'm going to have to go with yet another movie that he's in where somebody gets their brains blown out in the back seat of a car, Pulp Fiction. Right. Um, and uh, my number two is probably the best acting I've ever seen him do. Um, is a little movie called Black Snake Moan. Right. Have you ever seen mm-hmm. that? No. It is pretty incredible, pretty incredible. It's, uh, and, it's a and it's a movie where he kidnaps uh, Wednesday from the fam- from family. Yes, house. but for her own good, <laughs> and then he chains her but, to the front porch. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. <laughs> there's something about that. I'm gonna kidnap you and forcibly keep you hostage, but it's for your own good, so it's okay. Yeah, if you saw the movie, you'd understand why. Basically, mm. and. And it's it's interesting. It's uh it's very musical too. Uh, has some really good blues uh, music in it, and he sings. Believe it or not, I do. And then, of course, uh, probably the my number one choice is, is probably the number one movie of all time, 
uh, the best movie out there oh, ever, ever, ever. Oh, my gosh. It's, uh, of course, uh, you know. He's barely part. in the movie, and he dies, okay? It's in the criteria. Ate him. <laughs> Blah. That's yes. fine. No, if you're, hey, no, Jurassic Park is your favorite movie. If he would have been in a Star Trek film, I would have said Star Trek something. Oh, you know it. So I'm okay with that. Jurassic Park, fine. <laughs> Even though he, he gets Hold eaten. Hold on to your butts. Yeah, that's his one-liner. <laughs> Hold on to your butts while he's smoking. Yeah. And uh, the movie that brought us the gif. Uh, I, I wrote down about six movies that he's in. Wow. Just okay. because I knew that some of y'all would take some. Okay. Uh, so I'll basically I'm going to do my top three, and then I have – actually, I wrote down five. So I'll do my top three and then uh, two honorable mentions. So, yes, I know. I'm not going to say Pulp Fiction because I've never seen it. I know it's Melissa <laughs> Shaw. I know, I know, I know. We've, we've, we, we know this, okay? I've said this on this podcast before. I've never seen it. It's on Netflix. I have no excuse except I haven't seen it. So – there you go. Wow. So my two honorable mentions are The Rules of Engagement, which is a really good film about uh, war. He, he's a colonel, and he goes, and he makes a decision, and Bruce Greenwood tries to prosecute. It's a, it's a lawyer movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> he makes a decision. There's a lot of movies out there where decisions are made. Just well, basically, so <laughs> people are trying to kill his troops, and he shoots those people. Oh. But then there's, there's no evidence that those... Um, that those people actually had weapons and there is footage that actually proves that they had weapons in the movie. This is this big spoiler alert. If you've not seen it, but Bruce Greenwood is this Senator and he's out for the presidency and he wants to prosecute this, um, uh, Sam Jackson's character. He actually burns the tape of the evidence that proves Sam Jackson was justified in his whatever. So it's a good movie. It's a lawyer movie. It's real good. Um, has a young guy Pearson and, and Tommy Lee Jones is, is a lawyer. Uh, so that would be my first one. And then my second honorable mention would be a time to kill. Well, that is a good one too. Yeah. That's a real good one. Of course they deserve to die. And I hope they burn, well, in, they hell. burn in hell. So, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Don't, I've never seen the movie, but I know the line. It's really good. It's that movie's more about Matthew McConaughey than, yeah. uh, so anyway, the shirt come off. I don't know, but, but, no, not but Sandra Bullock almost gets naked. That's pretty awesome. So my number three would then have to be The Negotiator. Big fan. It's fun. It's, it's Again, it's that 90s cop thing. Well, click on it. Right. Where Nebom gets shot. Um, number two would probably be one of my favorite roles, uh, where I think he actually did one of his better acting jobs, is Unbreakable. Uh, if, no reaction? None? None of yeah. you? Mm-hmm. I that's like, that's where I kind of gave up on Shyamalan. It's Shyamalan did two good films. He did The Sixth Sense, and then he did Unbreakable, and then everything after that was terrible. Yeah, not terrible. I enjoyed Signs. Signs was okay. Signs is stupid, and I will argue with you until I'm blue in the face because it's really stupid. And here's what I don't care what you say about that movie. This will make your argument null and void. You ready? If you're an alien species that has the technology to get from wherever you are in space to our planet without us knowing about it, yet the only thing that kills you is water, and our planet is like 70% water, you are dumb, okay? That's like us invading a planet that rains arsenic, all right? Yeah. It's the dumbest thing ever. Starting a land war in Russia. It would never, well, whatever. (laughs) Right, but that's Uh. winter. If if we started a land war in Russia where it rained napalm, 
Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? It's so it, – I, once we got to that part of the movie and then What if I you really needed something from Russia? Uh, what if you were low on vodka and you really needed vodka? Then you go make your go own. Make, you, go get some potatoes and You and can't because your, your, own. your home planet has been depleted. You need to get it. There's You absolutely have How to go. How the hell did we get here? This is the dumbest – that's the dumbest <laughs> argument I've ever heard. You must be like the spokesperson for Shyamalan. Defend no, Avatar, no. The Last Airbender. No, there's no defending. There's no defending that. Unbreakable is a good film. It's a really good film. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's really good. It's slow. It, it's not slow. Just it is be, so just slow. Just because there's not action every three seconds doesn't mean it's yeah. slow. And it's so slow and deliberate. It just no, it's no it's slow. It's not deliberate. It's full of subtlety and creativity. And just because some dumb dinosaur isn't smacking you upside the face doesn't mean <laughs> that it's not a good film. And hey, my top dinosaurs were only in Jurassic Park for a total of 15 minutes. No one cares about Jurassic Park. And so. Die Hard 3 <laughs> was my number one film. Anyway, we're like at an hour and a half now. At this oh, point. my God. Uh, um, ladies and gentlemen, if you're still listening, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, we actually have an email, so I'm going to read this email. Um, so this is from email time. Yay, emails. This is from, Doesn't somebody have a you've got mail thing from AOL? That's yeah, Sam. It's, it's on my phone, but it's upstairs. Okay. Uh, from Jeff. This is from Jeff. says, uh, I just listened to my first full episode. I listened to the part of the Rubber podcast on the way oh. home the other week. Well, I'm sorry. Even after that, even after that, is what he says. <laughs> even after that, because your podcast sucks. No, he didn't say that. Even after that, I then listened to the Cabin in the Woods podcast. Two movies, uh, then that's it. Two movies I think would be worthy of review are Pulp Fiction or Reservoir Dogs. I think it would be interesting in getting your viewpoints on either of these two films. Entertaining reviews. Keep up the good work. Jeff sent yeah. from my iPad. Thanks, Jeff. I didn't have to read that part, last part, but I wanted yes, to. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. So maybe that's 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 the only way I'll actually watch Pulp Fiction is if we do it for this podcast. So I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe Corny clicks a few buttons and uh, it's in the queue. So thanks for the email. We really appreciate it. Again, send your emails to cheapseatreviews at gmail dot com. Now, last week I threw down the gauntlet that if you liked us or followed us on Twitter, Uh-oh. then, Uh-oh. oh darn, I don't have this computer set up for Twitter. If you, if you uh, followed us on Twitter, that the first five people that, that did so would get an opportunity to pick a, a movie for us to review. So as I should have done this an hour ago, but I forgot to, I'm pulling up Twitter now. On the interweb. On the, on the, on, on the interwebs as my dad calls it something funny, but I can't think of what it is. Um, we have radio. I know we have one new follower. (laughs) Yay. And it's Billy. (laughs) 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 Thanks, Billy. Thanks, Billy. Yeah. uh, And it's, that's, it's like a pity following. Yeah. Well, just following us to, because he feels sorry for us. Oh, uh, a fr- uh, uh, another follower, Samantha, said, At Cheap Seat, you know it. Uh, cheap Seat Cast, you know it. Smiley Face, I am excited to hear the new one. Uh, hashtag never... What? Oh, never the merman. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> I really appreciate that. Thank you, Samantha. I think so, I'm going to use that hashtag for everything. Oh, here we Never go. Uh, and Billy uh, at Cheap Seat Cast. Let's do a review of the greatest comedy known to man, Dumb and Dumber. You can't go wrong with a Jim Carrey classic. <laughs> if it's streaming, we'll watch it. Maybe. Yeah. Because I kind of hate that film. Um, but... I threw down the gauntlet, so I have to honor it. So if we have it, if it's streaming, we'll watch it. If it's not, I'm pretty sure Billy, by the time he hears this on Friday, will drive over to the house and drop off his copy. Wouldn't that be today? Well, yeah, I guess technically it would be today as he's listening. <laughs> anyway. Thanks for listening to us today, Billy. Yes, thanks. Sean, Sean will be home at 5, so there you go. Uh, yeah, most days. <laughs> Um, well, there you go. So thank you for the email. Thanks for uh, that uh, t- uh, tweet, Billy. So thank you for our two listeners or followers, Billy and Samantha. Uh, there you go. So follow us on Twitter at Cheap Seat Cast, and we'll, you know, we'll do your movie. Uh, and again, uh, uh, yeah, so in our movie. Our, and our email address again is uh, cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. Uh, we're way long at this point, so I'm just going to... Uh, are we watching anything? No, good. Okay, um, I am. I am watching tomorrow tonight as I record this. As we record this uh, tonight, Tuesday tomorrow, I will be watching the season finale, the the series show series finale of Psych, and I will truly be sad because I think that is an awesome TV show. It has made Corny and I laugh hysterically many times with its random on, references see. and just witty and and it's just quick and clever. And way better than The Mentalist. So um, I will shed a tear for Psych tomorrow. Um, it will make me sad. Uh, what are we doing next week, Corny? Well, uh, as uh, as per fan request, uh, we are going to look at some strong female leads. And uh, I think the movie that we kind of talked about and agreed to, I think we are going to view The Hunger Games. Oh, cool. Uh, starring Jennifer Lawrence and uh, Peter Bread. I don't know this. Uh, Peter Bread. <laughs> Peter Bread. <laughs> And not Thor, but the other Hemsworth. I, I, yeah. I get it because he's a baker. <laughs> what? He's a baker? Holy crap! <laughs> yes. Spoiler alert: He's a baker, um, not a candlestick maker or a. <laughs> What's the other one? Butcher. Sure. Butcher. Yeah. No butcher. No, but she kind of is. Isn't Katniss coming? No. Anyway, cool. We're watching The Hunger Games. Um, yeah, that was an email. Uh, well, not that particular movie. She just asked for strong female leads. I think she probably wanted more rom-com, and we we might we'll probably warm up to that idea eventually. Maybe we just have to, uh, you know. <laughs> yes. Let, let's. Uh, oh my gosh. Isolate our our listeners. Listener. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the the one fan that that likes <laughs> us. Yeah, we, we we will do a rom com. I, I promise. I just we we haven't yet, but we will get one. I promise. Before the end is done, um, I posted on Facebook. Sam, can I can I say it or no? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Uh, I posted on Facebook the other day that I have earth shattering news that will change the very existence of of your realm. We have a website. <gasps> if you haven't heard me announce. Uh, go to any particular website. It's because we didn't have one because we're cheap seat reviews. We're four dudes who work for the government and we can't afford stuff. But, uh, I have found and uh, in the words of Nate, um, what's his name from leverage? 
Uh, we have found an alternative revenue stream. <laughs> yes, we have. So you may now go to, uh, and w- with me now, get your iPad, get your iPhone, get your Android, your Samsung Galaxy S something, and go to, follow me along now, ready? Cheap seat reviews.com. <laughs> That's right. We have we our, have it. We have a website. Now it's not even close to finished. Uh, this is what we would call the beta. I do a like work the, in progress. I like the fact that Sam Jackson is staring into my soul <laughs> the moment you click on the page. But we'll have uh, all these links up here: movies and bios and home and stuff. That'll all be live real soon. But so go to our website um, and check us out there: cheapseatreviews.com. Uh, and eventually you'll find all kinds of cool stuff about it. It's just not yet. Uh, <laughs> and in the meantime, special thanks goes out to Sight and Sound AV at sightandsoundnc.com. Thanks to Steve Everett for our music that he does. He's great. He's a good friend of all of ours. He was in my wedding, so he's a good dude. SteveEverett.net or check him out on Facebook. Leave us a review on iTunes uh, or on Stitcher or anywhere fine podcasts are sold. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com. Uh, slash Cheap Seat Reviews. Follow us on Twitter at Cheap Seat Cast. Check us out at CheapSeat.com, CheapSeatReviews.com, and please send your emails to CheapSeatReviews at gmail.com. And uh, so thank you for listening, if you still are, uh, at an hour and 32 minutes. Oh, my gosh. I know. I'm sorry. Um, so this, uh, on behalf of Chad and Corny and Sam, this is Sean saying goodnight. And don't get run over by a car and then stab yourself in the face. Can you dig it? <laughs> <laughs>